You know, Kyle, I'm getting really excited about what's next, but what's next ain't ready yet. It ain't ready in the oven. We are in podcast limbo. We're coming to you live from podcast limbo, the space in between the last amazing game that Blizzard decided to put in a grave for reasons. Honestly, we do understand, but we're mad at them anyway. (laughs) We're here. We're here. It's evolving. It's evolving. We we tap the button though, and then Blastoise is gonna stay a, a war turtle a little longer. It's gonna be awkward. It's gonna have those weird ears and that tail still. War turtle is hide- just not that cool. No, but you get hydro pump earlier, and that's what the show is about right now. You were getting a little taste of that hydro pump a few <laughs> levels before you go full Blastoise. Today's topic, Kyle, for Garrett and Kyle's podcast vacation volume two is video game vibing. So if the last episode was about kind of telling us who we are, where we come from, our history of working with each other, in case you're not familiar with us or maybe you just find that story interesting, we want to let you know what kind of games we like. Because we might be talking about more than one game in the future. It's true. And honestly, you shouldn't listen to a reviewer if you don't know what their preferences are. You're going to get a very different review of a very good game if someone frankly doesn't like the genre. And so today we're going to we're just going to we're going to list off. Maybe maybe you might be afraid of lists. You're afraid of YouTube. You've seen the list before. So maybe maybe we're going to we're going to chat about our favorite games. This is in no particular order. We're not here to rank anything. We're just here to talk about games we enjoy and where you've broken them up into. You, you've said, Garrett, give me some of your favorites in these categories. Single player, action adventure, multiplayer, MMO, indie, deck building, racing, RPG, sports, strategy. Then we're going to talk about games we're looking forward to. Genres, already, if you will. I already have an issue with this list. Single player and action adventure is uh, basically just a big bleed over for me. I know. And then there's RPG and so many elements pull from others. So uh, to use an example, just to get it on the table, you know, Witcher 3, one of my favorite games of all time. I think the expansions, particularly Blood and Wine, were amazing. That's an RPG, right? But it's also action adventure because technically the gameplay they stole is from Assassin's Creed, which honestly is not the best. Wait, what but game sometimes Witcher 3. Which are th- oh that's not Assassin's Creed combat. It it's pretty much the it's pretty much the Batman Arkham. I counter you and you attack and I spam you and then I hold the button for combo sort of thing. Oh like, no, it, it oh, is- we're already we're already off to the fight races. I disagree. Uh, I think those games that you just described, while pretty one dimensional, control very well. Uh, I love The Witcher Three. It's the best game I've never beaten. I think the combat is shit. <laughs> The worst thing about The Witcher 3 is the combat. I agree. I I absolutely agree. It doesn't really get better. No matter how many points you put in those towns, there are so many things that are archaic about it, like having to apply your oils on your blade every 10 hits. And I believe you could spec it for maybe 20 hits, but it was miserable and a really good way to beat the hard bones. I have no idea what you're talking about because I just never applied anything to my blade. Probably why I didn't beat it. Actually, yeah, I, I, I didn't guess. beat it because I kept getting sidetracked and then I would lose the narrative. Sure. Get bored, fall off, come back to it, forget where I was, start over again. I've done that like four times with The Witcher 3. 
yeah, that is a project game. You need to like sit down, be like everything else, get out of the way. I'm not playing anything in my evenings, but this that happened to me on Witcher two as well. And eventually like one summer, I just made, I just like doing nothing on the side. I'm just mainlining this. I'm just getting through the story and it worked. I need to do that with Witcher three. I need to do you beat Witcher two. Yeah. Witcher two is amazing. Witcher two is a mess. Dude It is a great game. That's what Kristen says. It is. I've a, tried many times. Uh, Kristen is right. You should listen to her. She also beat the first one too, so she's dedicated. Like she. Oh yeah. Went I'm, not, I'm not that much of a masochist. No, that thing is an MMO hell, but it's single player, so it has no enchantment. I I I I like the Uncharted series, and I haven't even gone back to play Uncharted one. Like that's uh, and that controls better. That's more of a modern game than Witcher one. But Uncharted 2 was such an upgrade, you know? It is. Oh, absolutely. That's why I never went back and, and played. Well, I tried it like for a hot second. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. What do I really need to know? Nathan Drake is a, a lovable rogue. That's I, I, I understand that. I, I know all I need to know about these characters thanks to 2. So, you know what? I think single player is more of a state of mind than an actual genre. This is a game that you like dedicated yourself to. You closed in like you got in the story, like all the bits and pieces you just really were absorbed by. Maybe. I still don't think I I agree with that, but whatever the case is for me, these two are indistinguishable from one another. So as we go from single play into an action adventure, just think of this one big list for me. So same goes for me for RPG. Yeah. Uh, we can kind of bounce back and forth, even though we don't have the same numbers here, but, uh, Kyle, kick us off. What is one of your all-time favorite single-player games? Knights of the Old Republic. I think it is unplayable today. Uh, It is too old, but it is is a phenomenal storytelling device, and it's the only one of these Oblivion, or not Oblivion, Obsidian-style games I ever got into. I can't do Pillars of Eternity, Boulder's Gates, like, those things are just so messy, but I've got no problem making sure Karth isn't running off the other direction from Bastila, tabbing between them on my old Xbox. And it was the first game that gave me my first story blow mind, you know, like the Revan thing you may have heard about. I'll keep it spoiler three. Why not? They're doing a remake, so I'll keep it spoiler free. But it was a it was a great, great moment in video gaming. I've, I've tried getting through it because uh, it is on tablets now. The, the whole OG game is playable on tablets. Uh, it just, it is, it is old. It is janky. That first mega city planet goes on for way too long and it is boring. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. It's like the second Thrawn book. It's like, Oh, I was kind of enjoying going back to this in retrospect until I got here. It's something we've lost though, from the star Wars genre. And I'm sad about, it. I mean, video game genre, of course, the, the rather comical approach to the dark side where it was, hey, do you want to get these kittens off world for 100 credits? Or do you want to murder them all in the bag? And you're like, why would I? <laughs> oh, if I murder all the kittens, I get dark side points I, and my lightning will be stronger. Yeah, or I get lightning, period. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, or maybe I'll be able to seduce someone because it's a Bioware game. Uh, the Yellow Republic is going to be on my list somewhere in here and uh, a little bit later. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. One of my all-time favorite single-player games, I already talked about my affinity for Uncharted, so I'm a bit of a Naughty Dog fan. I love The Last of Us. Both of them, as a matter of fact. I think they're both 
among the best video games I have ever played and among the best stories I've ever experienced, not even quantified, like not the best story I've played in the game. Just one of the best stories I've, I've seen period. I, I love horribly depressing post-apocalyptic stories. I'm a big fan of that genre, especially when it's done well and not oversaturated. I'm looking at you, the walking dead. I'm so glad you're ending. <laughs> Yeah, Last of Us was a Redbox rental for me. In fact, it was a free Redbox rental because it was the first one I ever did. <laughs> oh my and, god. I still use Redbox, by the way. Not for games, but uh, I am a fidelity hound, so I still rent Blu-rays from Redbox every once in a while if there's a, a new movie I really want to see and I don't want to wait for it to come to Netflix. That's the unexpected talents of amazing entrepreneurship or whatever that Nicolas Cage thing's called. I, I, you know, I walk by it every day at the grocery store. Oh, that I just, I, but you can rent that on. I just saw that. It's really good, by the way. The unbearable unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, Yeah, dude, it was good. It was a really, it's a freaking solid ass movie. I think, I think Nicolas Cage is currently experiencing a bit of a renaissance because he also did that movie Pig, which is legitimately great. Probably the best piece of acting I've ever seen that man pull off. And then uh, that I think movie. the Spider-Verse turned it around for him. Like something about just touching that movie oh, made him better. Right. You're right. You're absolutely right, dude. Wow. But Last of Us, incredible. I marathoned it in the two days that Redbox gave me back in, what was that, 2012? That game's old. It still looks great, honestly. It is yeah, a really and they're good coming out game. with a, a PS5 remake. I'm like, but the PS4 visually upresed one still looks pretty it damn good. Still looks great. Yeah, it, no, it's, it's a phenomenal story. Whatever, this is gonna look even prettier. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna buy it again because I will happily play through that story again with even better fidelity. I love any game that mixes the action adventure and horror genre together. I love monsters, and that had some great monsters, particularly the basement of the college in Last of Us was horrifying. Oh my god. Have you played 2? Cuz 2 has a basement of a hospital that is the scare one of the scariest things I've ever played in a game. Is that the thing with the the rat king? Yeah. Yeah, I've looked up the monsters cuz I knew I wasn't going to get a PlayStation soon enough. So Oh my god. Yeah. Dude, it is so You don't have a PS4? Last of Us Wait, is a it, PS4. Is it still game. A Wait, no, I've got a PS3. I've got a PS3. Oh, That's what oh I we need to uh, uh, patreon.com slash ITN support our My consoles are ancient. Yeah, yeah. No, we, need I, to get, we need to get Kyle up into the at least the 20th century with consoles. If you could go to support our <laughs> it's my favorite website. You should go there. Uh, yeah, I um, the first one particularly, I think, is just uh, one of the best Westerns. It's just it's a Western in all but time period. Uh, Joel and Ellie's relationship is, is so is so well it's so well written. It makes it makes two it oh it's, two is rough, but I like the journey it sets off on. Um, it's oh, it's it's every it's 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 hey what if The Walking Dead stayed good? That's how I feel about The Last of Us because I loved The Walking Dead and eventually just jumped the shark. I'd be really I'd be really curious to check out Last of Us 2 because I remember, you know, the madness involving Joel. And of course, the protagonist switchover sounds really intense, particularly when you didn't know anything about the game. Now that I have all that in my head, I think I would really enjoy it. 
Yeah, it, 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 I, I, depending on the type of person you are, I think knowing that there's a kind of a, a pretty big upset in terms of your expectations for Last of Us 2, uh, it might help you if you're the type of person that receives content better when you kind of know what to expect going in. Um, I obviously didn't know that. And uh, the, the early surprise in that game kind of kind of devastated me. And I was like, holy shit, how are they going to do a game based on this? And it, and it makes it really stand alone from the first one, which to me is a plus. Cause I didn't want to just, I didn't just want more of last of us one uh, narratively particularly. And also last of us two did something very rare for me. It made me like a bow and arrow. I hate bows and arrows in games, which is hilarious because I love hunters in world of Warcraft and I love playing archers in D and D. Yeah. And in Valheim, you went straight for that bow too. You're, you're a very bow centric kind of guy. I am, but I don't tend to like him very much in third person games. Valheim, it was more, I was afraid of dying because it was a survival game and things hit hard and I, I wasn't very good. At, it took me a long time to get good at parrying in Valheim. So I just preferred loading up my bow and living out my legolas dreams. I mean, depending on what you're playing, there's sometimes an absolute burden of bows. Like if you played Dragon Age Origins, one of my favorite single player games, but more in the RPG sort of genre. If you didn't bring Liara, Liliana, I forget her name, but. That'd be Liara, right? Liara was Mass Effect, I believe. What are you, you're talking about Dragon Age? Yeah, this was uh, the short-haired. Uh, she was part of the church. She was like a runaway. She became really important in the later Dragon Ages, and they got into her story as an assassin and all that sort of thing. Anyway, she was your bow user. And if you did not put anyone else with a bow, you simply weren't going to use them. You had so many. Same thing happened in uh, Divinity to Original Sin. So many games give you one character for bows, and if you don't bring them to the party, you just have a plethora of bows. So good on you for making the economical choice and taking advantage of that loot. Hit me with another one. God of War, OG, the original God of War. I thought that was just phenomenal. Ah, interesting. I had a fun enough time with it. I don't think of it very fondly now. I, I don't think it holds up at all. It was the block mechanic. I am a huge fan of timely blocks and, you know, 300 went on to use the slow-mo thing, but all of that slow-mo, that matrix influence that the original God of War had was just up my alley. And I beat it on the hardest difficulty when you defeated it. It gave you a 1-800 number to call that flashed on your screen. Doing so, the voiceover for Kratos would regale you with how great you are and then you'd listen to Ares scream in the background and he'd talk about how he had him locked up for all eternity and he's you know suffering because you played the <laughs> game so well i i remember that i didn't beat it on hard difficulty. I, I liked it enough but not that much um but it was in the moment that game was cool shit for me uh, it's just now i'm like looking back i'm like i have zero interest in revisiting it it'd be rougher for sure yeah and there are some grinds certainly as you make your way through that action adventure i think you're going to notice a a a theme with my favorite single player in action adventure games that uh, i really like third person games uh, because i will counter with the new god of war is one of my all-time favorite single player games sure i mean it looks great it's on pc now it's on my list it is pardon the pun 
God tier. A game is so well made. I will never get sick of recalling that axe to my hand. Whoever animated that, I hope you are making six figures because it is probably the single greatest and most satisfying animation in any game I have ever played. You need to play it, Kyle. It's important. It's important. I'm ma- I'm basing the majority of my Final Fantasy 14 decisions on what class to play entirely on animation. It has to have weight. It has to have reality to it in some regard. Like, I can't do games that have light hits. And that's why Counter-Strike and, and um, Half-Life and all those games down the road still exist in good spaces in my mind because when you still pick up that shotgun in original Half-Life, it has some kick. Yeah. Real satisfying. Really satisfying shooting. Speaking of satisfying shooting, also I'm a raging Halo nerd. Love Halo. I've played every Halo. I could take or leave the multiplayer. I'm here for the campaign. This also would fall in the co-op. We didn't have co-op on the list, but this is also one of my all-time favorite co-op experiences. Yeah, I don't know if I like the floating anymore. It's a floaty jump. Yeah. It's a float. Nothing else is floaty about it, though. No, but it's it makes one of sense the most... when we were on Halo, right? But did he jump all weird on Earth, too? Yes. You're, it's, it's, it's the Spartan suit is what lets you jump like that and fall great distances. It's, oh, it's, I it's thought it was like a lore. gravity thing. Okay. No. No, it's it's the Spartan suit. Eventually, like they just took out they just took out fall damage entirely. But Which is the right call. Yeah, yeah. But you you want to talk about impact, dude? My favorite melee in any first person shooter. Well, that was the joy of Goldeneye back in the day as well. I love any shooter where I really don't have to commit to guns. It's Doom is entirely its own thing. Doom is a puzzle shooter, but. I love the running gun style that Halo introduced where you run out of ammo and you throw that gun aside. You pick up the next thing. And you got two needlers for a time, but now you're two pistols because you ran out of needle ammo. Oh, the needler. The needler was inspired. Not since Turok's weapon explorations in the cerebral bore has finding new guns been so enjoyable. I am going to use everything in my arsenal of flattery to convince you to play infinite on co-op with me once it releases, which I think it's finally coming out uh, this month or next infinite is finally getting its co-op mode. Uh, I loved it. Uh, The story was okay, but the gameplay in halo infinite for the campaign. Holy shit, man. Yeah. Halo's never felt so good to play. I mean, we were making fun of bows there a little bit. It, that was the grappling hook era that we just exited. Well, it's got a grappling hook in Halo Infinite and is the most fun I've ever had with a grappling hook. Now we're in the dead space era, which I'm also very excited about. Oh, we're in the, no, no, it's the space is spooky era, Kyle. That's, yeah, not everything's dead space, but I, I do love dead space. My, my Looking God, a little the, crunchy old dead space. We're coming right out of the not E3 season. And yeah, it was nothing but, oh, space is scary. And variations, which it is. I agree. Space is scary. I'm down. It's pretty creepy. It can be creepy at times. But that's that's about it. Any other single player games you want to hit me with? 
No, no, I already mentioned The Witcher, so let's move on to the action-adventure genre. All right. Which, given a little eyeball here, none of us has really squeezed in a puzzle game into this area. We don't seem to be be big Monkey Island fans and the like. I got one, Portal. Portal is a puzzle game and also an action-adventure game. It's also a shooter, but shooter's not not a genre here. Two was so cute. I loved uh, GLaDOS saying different things to each player. Two, I think, is one of the biggest leap forwards in any sequel. Like, if you think about the chasm that is the quality leap from Portal 1 to Portal 2, it is, and Portal 1's amazing, and it's still worth playing, in in my opinion, but Portal 2 is so beyond what they accomplished with the first game. Portal 2 might be one of the first times I saw a sequel of that style and didn't think that it was just ported old content. Like there's so many, particularly back in the day, the old expansion pack kind of time period. We were like, yeah, this is just the parts that you didn't put in the first one. I never felt that way about Valve games. Uh, and, and the sequels or the expansions for Half-Life weren't even made by Valve. They were made by Sierra. Those things were weird. I really I liked uh, Cold blue wasn't it cold blue was the one uh, it was blue shift blue shift yeah i like that one i thought that had a really good story i liked playing as barney <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> barney. barney i loved opposing force because i one of my favorite parts of the original half-life is when the damn soldiers show up and you're like oh shit they're not here to save me oh this sucks like ha- the original half-life's also on this for me because we again we don't have a shooter category the og half-life is uh, a serious like coming of age game for me. I was like, I couldn't have been going through puberty harder while I was also playing half-life. Like like that is a a defining moment of where I've like truly realized that I freaking love video games. Yeah, man. I was at a sleepover where one guy controlled the keyboard and one guy controlled the mouse. And we all gathered around and watched the beauty that was half-life and their internet connection. I remember at that very sleepover, he downloaded a song on LimeWater and we list LimeWire and we listened to half of it before it stopped because it was still downloading. But yeah, he had the primo internet of Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, uh, my cousin had the good internet. And I remember accidentally printing like 40 pages of Game Shark codes for all 151 Pokemon for the Game Boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It was like super delayed. It like caused an issue. And then when they restarted their computer or maybe it was just their printer cache, then it fired up and I wasn't even there anymore. And it just started printing all these pages. It was my cousin. And my aunt was livid. I did get yeah. that stack though and held on oh, to it for a good. long time. Yeah, yeah. The printer mishap time period. Yeah. I yield to you. Dark Souls 1. I think Dark Souls was a phenomenal game. I feel the game in general has done people a disservice by having really nice graphics or better graphics in 3. Dark Souls 1 was such a complete product. It was so difficult, but in a manageable way that made you work inside the systems. I think... uh, Elder Scroll, wait, Elder Scrolls. What are they called? The Eden uh, Ring, Ring Man. What's what's the new one called? Elden, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah, Elden Ring. Elden it, Ring got too much. is the first FromSoft game I've ever played, and it's got a lot of magic in it. There's a lot of ways to play your own style. Dark Souls One made you play its game. 
<laughs> and it was really good at that. And I think Sekiro in that way sort of recaptured that idea where you had to be the sort of shinobi type. You, you talk about Sekiro more than anyone I know, including other friends I have that love FromSoft. I thought it was a really good game. I really like the rhythm aspect of the blocking. Again, like so much of my preference when it comes to any action adventure is blocking. Blocking has to be satisfying. Mm. And Sekiro had that 100%. I need to like your world, your story, and or your mobility. Halo, I like your world and your story. Half-Life, I like your world and your story. Halo Infinite, I like your mobility. The rest of the Halos, the mobility is nothing to really write home about. My favorite Zelda game usually makes people confused. But it would I would throw it in here, even though it has RPG elements, most Zeldas do. But I would throw it under Action Adventure. Uh, Majora's Mask is one of my all-time favorite video games. That did have some nice mobility in it. You got the the Goron mask when you're rolling around. You had the Zora mask when you were swimming. Most I've ever liked being underwater in a video game. Yeah, that's true. In a Zora is great. It's freaking fantastic. Um, yeah, I just, uh, and that's, uh, I like that world. I like your story and I like your mobility. It checks like all those boxes for me. Depending on how great things can be. Yeah, each one of those tiers can go ignored a little more, as you mentioned with Halo there. And my... Guilty pleasure is prototype one. I just thought <laughs> that's a deep cut, super, man. I like that, dude. The super suit in there, the uh, the abilities you got, the transformations, the enemies were okay. The story was awful. It came out right during that weird bugs life ants kind of comparison war that the consoles were having with infamous and prototype and infamous 100% one. Like that was a way better it, story, way it more DC did so much so that I've played infamous, but I haven't played prototype, but I was aware of it. I, I knew, I knew of prototype. I played the first infamous. I think the first infamous actually kind of sucks. I really liked the second one though. Oh, what was second son or something like that? Yep. It had like a, yep. Infamous two, second son it had Troy Baker, the voice of Joel from last of us. Did the yeah. voice for that character. Is a punk ass looking kid in a beanie. It was like, hey, Garrett's on the cover. Like at the time when I was younger, that's how I dressed. So I was like, yes, this game it's for me. <laughs> you had some really fun mobility escalation in that game and the yeah. ability to run up, you know, go from climbing very Assassin's Creed style and in infamous to actually more flight hovering. Well, yeah, and you never really went beyond the hover. Prototype started and you just ran up buildings and oh, you so slammed just, all the way down. You're just killing it out the gate. Yeah, you were you were a godlike being in that way. And eventually you got the super suit. I love summonable suits. I love I love pretending to be a power ranger when I was younger. And that spoke to me in a level that I just haven't seen a game pull off. I thought it was incredible. And it will always be one of my tops. As embarrassed as I am of that thing. <laughs> it's hideous. Don't look at it. Well, a lot of the reasons you like that is a lot of the reasons I like uh, Spider-Man games. Uh, you know, going way back, the tie, the movie tie-in Spider-Man 2 game is one of my favorite games, the PS2, GameCube, original Xbox era. That game it was so much better than it had any right to be. Uh, 
And as a result, the PS4 slash PS5 Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales games, I love to death. The first one of the of the new gen is the first game on PS5 I've uh, 100%ed. I've gotten Ooh. every collectible in that game. I've done every side mission. Uh, I love it. I uh, the mobility in those Spider-Man games uh, it is it is unlike any other. And like Prototype, it's like right out the gate, it's fun. You can just do awesome shit as Spider-Man or Miles Morales. I I love the way those games control, and I can and I have just sat there for hours and just swung around and just tried to do cool little swing tricks. It's it's uh not not unlike uh. Not unlike another game that'll come up when we get to sports. <laughs> Interesting. I'm curious to see what why you put in sports there, but I, I feel that. Um, that's how I felt about like Mario 64. Like I just go in there and screw around, particularly Banjo Kazooie and uh, Flight oh, as that, a Bee back in the day. That was a big screw around game for me. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't played Spider Man games since Dreamcast the old Spider-Man game on there. Uh, it came out for N64 as well, but it didn't have the cutscenes for some reason. I guess the N64 couldn't handle it. So they did it as sort of a comic book style imagery. You could fit a lot more on a disc. That's true. That's true. So I guess they had to make some space requirements, but I love that thing. The Venom suit with the infinite spider web, of course, was such a cheat. Yeah, I, I've always liked Spider-Man well enough, but I just haven't invested in anything new. I remember the graphics of Spider-Man 2 being just beautiful. And I believe it had all the voice actors for the movie, right? Was that Willem Dafoe in there? Was that, cause I know there's Tony McGuire. Don't think so. I didn't think they were the movie actors. Maybe. Well, and that would have been the first one. Cause the one I like is two. Oh, yeah, the, one. Fir- the okay. first one's decent, but Spider-Man two in the, like the GameCube era, you needed to have a structure above you. Like the web actually attached to a structure. The, the first tie in movie game, the web just connected to anything in the abyss of that was the skybox above you. But Spider-Man two had a full, it was the first Spider-Man game to have a full map in New York. And there was actual web slinging physics. Like your web had to attach to a building. There had to be a structure above you and you would be lassoed to it. And they had a, you know, very early on physics for, for Spider-Man. It was, it was great. It was the first one where like if you hung your I, the thing that I found very satisfying is if you swung neck too close to a building, he would start running on it while still holding on to his his web. And it was just that's pretty cool. So, it was so satisfying at the time. I cannot express to you how much my little teenage brain was like video games will never be cooler than this. Oh, dude, I remember I played the uh, the Toy Story 2 video game on N64 and thought this is as far as we go. This is, this is it. Buzz Lightyear jumping around the, the toy barn is the absolute peak of graphics. I've got I've got one in here in the sort of superhero vein, but I really did like Batman Arkham Asylum. Oh, I love all those games. Every single one of them. I'm just sad we got stuck there. We definitely I, did get stuck. Yeah, like a sat and that that is absolutely an Assassin's Creed like counter base. Oftentimes you find yourself just sitting there doing nothing until the enemy finally stops circling enough to throw a punch. But I was so impressed that you could take two people at a time, like two punches would fly your way, and Batman would do a unique animation for those. And while Batman took up a full third of your screen, 
the reviews were right at the time. It made you feel like Batman. The problem is that every subsequent game also made you feel like Batman to the exact same degree. And they never really advanced the formula. They had a trouble moving it forward, but, uh, but uh, the voice acting was so good. They got so yeah. many returning voice actors from the Batman animated series. I loved the look of it. Yeah, I've I played every single one except for the whatever the last one was. The I didn't night. play the one where he got the gun, the the tank. Uh, the, I didn't play that one either. I think that's maybe I missed one in the middle. I don't know, but I, I loved those games. I also really uh, like Assassin's Creed. I'm one of these weirdos that I hate the new Assassin's Creed. Ever ever since they went to a Dark Souls esque combat system, has absolutely ruined Assassin's Creed for me. I played the living shit. I played every single Assassin's Creed up until Black Flag, which I think is the best one they ever made, and it is just garbage from there on out. I played the two where was it Ezio, and they're like, finance your house. I'm like, what? No, I'm I'm in a simulation. I'm not building the sh- I'm not building the shitty house. Like, oh, I, I loved it. I, I loved all that shit. I'm going to manage my manor. I loved managing my manor. To me, was to continue exploring this real world problem that was going on with the templars i mean i'm with you i'm with you there and that's why three i found three very disappointing because i wanted the the finale to be in the modern time yeah it's like i've spent all this time three i gave up uh, you get like a mission at the end where it's in modern times oh yeah it's all um you're the the native american assassin which did have some cool stuff the tomahawk was rad as shit and also they added mobility for running through trees and forests. And that was pretty damn cool. Okay. There's, there's part, there's, there's moments of three that I love, but I ha- I, I went in with the stealer of joy, which is my own expectations. It was the story to be told. They didn't complete their story. So there was nothing in those mysteries in those weird writings on the wall that suddenly the real world guy could see that were ever going to be explained. It became the mystery box that ruins so many franchises. Yeah. But Black Flag's amazing. Did you ever play that? No, I've heard great. I've heard the boat basically is poured into every future game. Like it's, whatever they did with that boat is it's, great. It's so freaking good. I didn't even think to put it on my list here, but you mentioned it with, with Arkham Asylum and you reminded me how much I love the original run of Assassin's Creed games. But, uh, but yeah, Arkham Asylum, I played the crap out of those games too. I loved them. Um, this is a, a deep cut from my childhood. Uh, I was a big fan growing up, and I don't know where else to fit this, so I'm putting it here. The TIE Fighter and X-Wing games. I played the crap out of those. Did with, you have a joystick? You go full two, kind of immersion? I had a two-button joystick that I got from Big Lots. Not Oh, Big Lots. All right. So I would suction cup it to the right of the keyboard, and I bound all of my th- you know thruster controls to various keyboard keys. It was not ideal. But I didn't care. I was, uh, this is like, I don't know, 10 years old. I didn't care. I just wanted to be a, a fighter pilot in the Star Wars universe. I don't think Shadows of the Empire held up in my mind. That would be the one with the space combat I played the most outside yeah. of Rogue Squadron. Uh, yeah, I, I never played a lot of, I went to a friend's who had rented it. So I tried Shadows once. I thought it was kind of cool but by the I, I it took me a while before i had my own in 64 and by then rogue squadron was out and i just played rogue squadron which is that's and you know, that's another favorite that's not that i didn't think the list but yeah there's hours upon hours days after upon days months upon months of just slamming rogue squadron because it just captured that fantasy I, I i i wanted so bad 
to be a, can't, a pilot in Star Wars. It doesn't an- enter the pa- it doesn't enter the pantheon for me at this point. Yeah, yeah, not because like, it's too much turning around. You, like, really remember that game and how much time you'd go on a strafe run and then pull up and do a big loop around the whole level so you could actually get enough distance to fire on the thing again on the ground. It was kind of miserable. Yeah, they got a little bit better in the GameCube era with like two and three. Those games are. They had their own pitfalls as well, but they were a little more uh, kept you in the action a little bit better. Their one song. Just over and over again. <laughs> it was still Star cartridge based, man. Yeah. If you're playing yeah. that first one, it was cartridge. It was a cartridge. We both put I see on here Sands of Time, which Dude. I'm very happy to see. It is one of my all-time favorite games. One of my favorite narratives. Uh, uh, among my favorite traversal in any game. And also just unique mechanics in turning back freaking time. Yeah. Which, funny enough, is part of the reason I love Forza driving games so much. Because there's a rewind feature in the Forza driving games. Really? I thought that was just like Sunset Overdrive or something like that. Nope. All the Forza games, you can choose to turn it off and it'll it's considered a difficulty setting that if you turn it off you actually get more points for playing the game with the turned off but it's such sense. a great feature of of learning learning tracks or just playing playing the game of ah, i horribly screwed up this turn you hit rewind and it actually like animates you rewinding through the race to i i forget how i think it's three seconds four seconds in the past Oh, wow. That makes perfect sense because those particular games, you're going so fast, it's all memorization. It depends on the game. The Horizon games are more arcadey. The motorsport Forza games are uh, real-world tracks, which um, I can now say I have actually raced in real life on a real racetrack. It is all about learning the turns on a road course. I believe it. I believe I hated braking in the arcade on any of those big car machines. When you had to make a turn. That's basically my, where I draw the line. If, if, uh, cause I'm much more lenient on what I consider a driving sim. If you have to use the brakes, it's a driving sim. As far as I'm concerned, that's the difference <laughs> between an arcade racer and a, and a sim racer. But I digress back to action adventures. Yeah. Sands of time. Boy, I could go play that game right now. I like Bioshock. I think Ooh. Bioshock original I really like flow puzzles, so the little water tubing thing, totally into it. I know that's a huge stopper for a lot of people. If your mini game is fun, it's not filler. Later, Batman Arkham Asylum, but like Arkham City stuff, that was filler. Like having to use your little radial buttons, it became uncute at that point. Oh, I I liked that in Batman. I enjoyed those puzzles. I also enjoyed the flow puzzles, though, in Bioshock. But I love that that's what you're going to and not the fact that it's one of the greatest horror games ever. Yeah, a great story, great twist as you went on. Like, and I didn't see it coming. The power system was really enjoyable at the time. There have been other shooters that have evolved that further, but I thought it was just a great piece of work. The only problem ultimately being that there was no great ending. And I hate when games don't think to have great endings. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. I love those games. I didn't think I'm I'm so sad I forgot about Bioshock. When that original game came out, yeah, I was still living in that in my college house with my friends. And uh, we would all gather around to watch one of us play it. Yeah. It was such an, like, God, the way that, that's, to me, the closest thing to a Half-Life sequel we've had since Half-Life 2. Like, the way it 
never breaks first person to tell you its story is something I deeply love about Half-Life 1 and 2. And a lot of other games Hmm. don't have the stones to do it. The talking protagonist of action-adventure was really bad for a while, particularly in the Fallout 4 era. They just had a lot of useless stuff to say. And often ruined your own experience and your own voice. Do we blame Handsome Jack from Borderlands 2? Who do we blame? Actually, we probably Handsome. blame Bioshock because that predates all of this and it had a really good one. And so everyone yeah. tried to copy it. Right. And it sucked. <laughs> and they didn't have a story to tell with the own uh, with their own protagonist. So it was just lost. Or protagonist or an- I'm thinking antagonist. Sorry. You're thinking about the player character? Yeah, yeah, the player character. Did you talk in Bioshock? No, I don't believe you did. Though honestly, if you were to tell me otherwise, I I, I couldn't I couldn't believe you. I just know that Fallout 4 went full talky and it just wasn't right anymore. I think they were trying to carve a little off Bioware. Yeah, yeah. Shepard did it really well. Um Shepard original. You'd still have your pitfalls with like Mass Effect 1. Where you might pick a response and be like, uh, good to see you, buddy. And he'd be like, good to see you, buddy. And you're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't realize that was an angry phrase. I didn't know it was sarcastic. So yeah, you literally just described the issue with, with text on the internet. It's like I read but a tweet when, and I put my own tone of voice on it. Uh, but then they went like full like emotion dial in the later Dragon Ages. And that was just insufficient. Mm-hmm. Not enough options. All right, let's talk multiplayer games. All right. This is where I become a basic bitch. Hey, we're dividing this from MMOs. That's a whole different, whole different genre. I mean, MMOs are probably my favorite multiplayer games, but yeah, I'm a basic bitch when it comes to multiplayer games. I love Battle Royales. I love PUBG. I love Apex Legends. I love Call of Duty and Call of, and Call of Duty's Battle Royale. I have, there have been large stints of my life where I've been all about Call of Duty and other large stints where I just don't give a shit about it. Uh, it depends. But uh, uh, I liked what they did with the most recent Battle Royale. And that got me back into Deathmatch Call of Duty. Uh, during COVID lockdown, I played so much Call of Duty freaking Deathmatch, dude. It, it, it reminded me how much I, I can love those games. I'm aware of why I haven't heard about this. And it makes me a little sad because, you know, I don't give a shit. I know you don't give a shit. And that's why I never mentioned it to you. But I, I had a group of friends and we just slammed. We just slammed Call of Duty. We, we It hooked us in. It brought my uh, Battle Royale group in because of the Battle Royale. And then a few of us, one of us being our mutual friend, Ben. Uh, ben was like, dude, have you played Deathmatch in a while? It's actually fun as shit. And we there were Sundays where that's all I did. Eight the one with the little cars, little shock cars that go around and shock people and like the shields are broken and there's RC cars that have TNT strapped to them and you just bomb people by driving it in. That sounds wacky and kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. I still would love to play PUBG with you one day because of all of the battle royales I played, PUBG is the one that is so unintentionally hilarious. There's just there's just so many moments of hilarity from the game being a weird mix of sim, but jank. There's no zombies. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I never got to try it in its original form. What what was it? Daisy, right? Was 
what well, it no, Day Z was a mod of Arma. That's which right. Is a military sim. Yeah. I played Day Z back in the day, but I, I didn't I didn't get into it as much as I did Battle Royales. Except I Fortnite. Really I don't into like Fortnite. Battlefield 1942 on PC. Well, that'd be like 1998 or something, Matt. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. My roommates I were super that into that. I, I missed it, but I got really into Battlefront, the Star Wars spinoff of Battlefield. Sure. That thing was delightful. Battlefront was absolutely a blast. Yeah, and I'm talking OG. I, I don't mind the new yeah. ones, but but the original back in the 360 era, I played the crap out of those games. Yeah, those were, those were good games, but... um. Yeah, so there's my, uh, and I, I'll throw Halo into that too. I, I'll call it basic bitch shooters. They're like, I, I love me sure. some basic bitch multiplayer shooters, man. I'm a big fan. What about you? Vermintide, Deep Rock Galactic. Like, I love Defend the Point versus the AIs so much. This goes back to Mech Warrior on Xbox and the sort of wave modes they had in there. I looked up my Steam play time for these. It's low. It's like 36 hours, but I just value that time so highly that I spend with four friends in those games. What's like saying you spent 36 hours at your favorite bar or for us, we go to the parks a lot with friends. So it's like 36 hours at Disney. That would be insane. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it was spent with friends and it was spent having a good time. Same with Valheim. I thought that was an incredible experience. Uh, I put Valheim under indie. Okay. okay. But indie yeah. got a little busy for me. Indie got a little busy for me. I don't play a lot of a lot of indie games. So and uh, uh two of them are from the same studio. <laughs> under I indie. think this is this is a great advertisement. Once again, talking about patreon.com slash ITNC. You're you're seeing it, right? Like as we talk about games, it's gonna be two different viewpoints. That's the thing. Mm. Garrett and I do not agree, except for on a record time. And you know, other games as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, shit. Yeah, let's... Uh, hey, did you finish Obi-Wan? Let's fight. <laughs> oh, there's... You know, no, I still haven't... I still haven't won. Oh, what the heck? This is the best part of the whole I did, thing. I did play the Xbox game through many times. I thought Obi-Wan, the Xbox game, was stupid fun. That game is garbage... Oh my god! I can't believe Insane you like that game. Garbage. You're like you're as 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 critical of the show as you are. That's hilarious. Insane garbage. But it was kind of cute that like your joystick was how you slice the lightsaber in it directions. Was horrible. The absolute I, worst control scheme since the first Kingdom Hearts, where it made you use bumper buttons to rotate the camera. It was very much a early college experience we would do all mace windu battles where everyone had to crouch the whole time because the way mace windu walked when he was crouching was hilarious and he had maximum (laughs) force bar and you just throw shit at each other the whole time (laughs) early college for me was battlefront 2 on the 360 okay yeah i played way too much of the revenge of the sith level so every time it would come up i remember one time there was an actual like party at the student union Ooh, you got they the godlike. Were, yeah, I got that was that was my yeah. style on the seniors moment because I I got Anakin. It's like you could unlock if you got enough kills, you could like play as the whoever the hero of the map was. Sure, which uh, was Anakin, and I didn't die. No one could kill me. I just ran the map until the timer ran out. 
That's amazing. It was disgusting. It was so wonderful. And I also, at the time, had an Anakin cosplay that I wore to the convention we all went to that year. And so everyone just started shouting, hey, Anakin, at me around the campus that year. Dude, that's great. There were worse. There were worse things. I have had some bad nicknames over the years. There's worse. There's worse things she could be called. Mine was a Halo original. Uh, I was amazing at that sniper rifle when I got to college. So that was my big. Everyone on the dorm floor ended up in one room. Oh, I was the skills. opposite. I was shite at sniping, uh, but I was a uh, uh, Halo One Blood Gulch with a uh, pistol and a shotgun. <laughs> So you're going in there. I would snipe. Uh, my distance was the pistol. And then I would like get in the, in the buildings and I would just hold them down with a shotgun and sticky grenades. Now, was, sniping was easy. You, you would position the sniper rifle at the general place where a head would be. And then you wouldn't, you'd stay on that grid. You'd just move your body and not the actual cursor as it was on the controller. Oh yeah. I know how it's supposed to be done. I'm just shit at it. Yeah. I'm a shit sniper, man. I'm, I've never been good at halo sniping, but, uh, I did a uh, OG Halo and Halo 2 a lot of time spent on that multiplayer for sure. And of course, which which Super Smash Bros came out while well, on the Wii. That thing was Wii was Brawl, which everyone like the popular opinion is that Brawl is garbage, but that is the the Smash really? Bros I spent Aww. the most time with. Melee yeah. is the one they play as an esports still, the the GameCube era. That's one. fair. I never learned to wave dash. I I got to so I Melee was my last game in a in a true bubble, like a local, a true local bubble. I was the best melee player in my group. None of us knew about wave dashing, so I got to college, thought I was hot shit, and I just got destroyed. And I never played melee again. I was like, this game's yeah. fucking stupid. People are just cheating, <laughs> and Nintendo doesn't know how to patch their fucking games. Fuck this game. I'm out. I hate melee. It's a, the, the only way to be competitive is to use an exploit that a, a, a console with an internet connection refused to update. Ugh. Yeah, but um, Brawl, I was, un, uh, I was unbeatable. No one could beat me on Pit. Um, I, was, I was the unbeatable Pit player at my college. Nice. Yeah, I was, I was a Pikachu, uh, later Zelda main. Mm. Uh, Zelda was if I wanted to be a dick. That's who I'd play. Yeah, yeah. You'd shoot the little Din's fire, Din's fire juggle. out there. Yeah, yeah. Juggle yeah. your Din's fire. That's that's uh, that's when I just wanted. We were having like a four player just party game, and we I just wanted to like I just go hide in a corner and Din's fire over and over again. Now, there's tons of games like this, but a lot of them just don't stand up. I mean, I did the Guitar Hero just like you. We had our Super Smash Bros. era, um, but Divinity Two Original Sin was like honestly a year's worth of just straight up D and D on the weekends. And that's often what happens with Dungeons and Dragons for me. It gets on pause when our group finds something really good for a time. It was world of Warcraft and we all played world of Warcraft instead. And then we went back to D and D. Oh dude, I was so excited for divinity original sin Two, And then, uh, uh, I was really bitter about it cause I didn't get in with your group. It was, a, it, it was tough. It, it really ruined it for me. I was like, Oh yeah, oh, then never mind. No, I know we were only doing it on the weekends and, and I had only had three slots and I had to be super, this is where I basically made the D and D group. I remember I had to exclude Bo, which made me so sad, but I already had John who was a wild card. So I kind of have more than one wild card because then the <laughs> game would never get done because John always sneaks ahead and gets himself into trouble doing roguey business and stealing from people. And Bo 
Lord knows what that guy gets up to. Like he is an absolute, uh, you know, off the cuff wildfire. I had to get this game done. I wanted to see the whole thing. So it was an exercise in uh, friendship removing. It was it was brutal. Sometimes you got to do that. <laughs> I would still love for you to join me for Deep uh, Rock Galactic, though. That game is made with such intense amounts of love by its developers. Like, I can't think of a game that is better supported. One, one uh, of these days, man. One of these yeah. days. We got to move through this a little quicker. My God, right now. That's well. They, these are the these are the meaty ones. These are the big boys. You know, <laughs> we we haven't even mentioned Hots yet, but that should be assumed. Oh, assumed. Yeah, the game we're leaving. Hots is one of my all time favorite multiplayer games. Absolutely, I would drop StarCraft Two in there as well. Uh, probably not one of my favorite on a one v one basis. Uh, I never was particularly good at StarCraft Two, even even though I did a show about it. I uh, never got out of gold. The game is just hard as butts, but I always loved uh, 2v2 was really fun. And when they eventually came out with Co-op Commander, which was after we stopped doing the show, that game's freaking amazing. Love yeah, Co-op Co-op Commander. Yeah, Co-op is really fun. I I rejected the meta at the time. I was still very much coming from World of Warcraft, and I'll make my own builds, damn it. I don't need you. I'll gem whatever gems I want in my pants. And if I had accepted strategy guides videos twitch wasn't really a thing at the time you went to justin tv to watch a a sweet bitted stream of some starcraft play if you were lucky idra would decide to talk that day yeah yeah sometimes they just wouldn't talk right like, you can imagine streamers not a, talking jesus the time yeah all right mmos this is this is a big category for us because for me it's what uh it was what got into me got me into games as a service and it's also what got me into podcasts because I listened to so many damn World of Warcraft podcasts back in the day. So much so that I made a few myself and have killed a few myself. But uh, obviously World of Warcraft is the big one, I think, for both of us. Yeah. Speak for both yeah. of us. World of Warcraft is going to go down in history as a... Pr- pr- I'll be surprised if I ever put as many hours into any game uh, as I put into World of Warcraft. Ever again. Absolutely. I mean, Warcraft 3 was such a huge part of my childhood that Warcraft world of Warcraft was a natural evolution. I tried guild wars. I tried uh, star Wars galaxies. I never, I never did EverQuest. Never Neither did I, I it, the it box was, with the lady with the boob bags. Like it just didn't really interest me. <laughs> it was too early for me. I didn't even have my own debit card. I had no way of paying for it. Yeah. Guild wars was my first MMO as a result of that. Even though I did, I did by, by that time world of Warcraft came out. What? Oh, four. So ripples of it started it started rippling out. Through, I hadn't quite gotten out of high school yet when WoW originally dropped, and some kids started playing it. And you kind of heard whispers on the wind, but it was still pretty niche. It wasn't until I got to college that it was like permeated, like everyone played WoW. So when it originally came out, I was interested, but I didn't want to pay monthly for a game, so I got Guild Wars. Yep, same thing. So I, I enjoyed it enough. I don't think I ended up getting the end game. In Guild Wars, I got pretty close, but uh, I was a, a horrible mix because I thought being an elementalist warrior would be really cool. When in reality, it was one of the worst combos you could do. Whereas, had I gone warrior elementalist in that order, I would have been fine. But I hmm. wanted the cool robe, but I wanted a sword, and I was just a dummy who didn't feel like researching what was actually good in the game. I was a mesmer necromancer and nearly got to the end game, but realized how kind of goofy mesmers looked and with their masks and like their weird act it was like actor bard warlock 
It was a bizarre class. Yeah, I don't I don't like those kind of masks. That that kills kills the the vibe for me. I'm with you there. The other MMO that I would chalk up to be my favorite, uh, I feel like we don't need to talk about Final Fantasy XIV right now because that's also kind of assumed. But the yeah. other, my other all time favorite MMO is Star Wars: The Old Republic. I I adore that game, and if I ever, I'm actually thinking I might go back to it once I'm done with getting my master's, which at the end of 2022 I will have achieved my master's degree, and I will have also achieved. A lot of extra time I don't know what I'm going to do with. And I think I might I mean, go revisit the Old Republic and play through the expansions I haven't touched yet. I've heard the story on them is really solid. Like, it's worth even just doing free-to-play a SWOTOR to enjoy the Bioware-ness that you might be missing in the rest of your life. Yeah, because we're not getting Bioware games. I need a dialogue wheel. Bethesda games don't cut it. Their, their dialogue is so stilted and awful, in my opinion. <laughs> I do like Bethesda games, but it requires too much of my own imagination to make it good. Yeah, that's fair. The way Bioware writes characters and the way the dialogue wheel works and the way that the alignment systems function in those types of games. How the hell do we not have new games like this? Oh, man. Sotor, it'd be a big hurdle for me. It's a bizarre, entirely personal thing. I bought that. Of course, this was post-college. But we bought two copies, paid for two subscriptions when we should not have financially. So the game always kind of has a weird tinge of guilt in my heart for that. We enjoyed it. You know, we played through it together. It was fun that they would vary your conversation back and back as to who answered. So you could co-op in a sense, but nothing truly unique happened if you co-opt. No, but it's just fun to be able to go through essentially Mass Effect with a friend. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same to the health right now going through Final Fantasy 14 with you. It's not, it's not like the two of us playing together matters for much outside of, hey, no. we're ready to hit a dungeon at, at a, the drop of a hat. But uh, indie games, I put Valheim under here. Uh, I teased that two of my responses were from the same goddamn studio, and that's FTL and Into the Breach, I think are two of the just damn best games I've ever played. Solid puzzle games. In the breach had no ending, and it'll always. And FTL's ending made the game worse because it was so hard. It, yeah, the end of FTL, that final boss ship, is so hard that it invalidates the illusion of freedom getting up to it. Because you need yeah. to get certain crew members, you need to get and hit certain upgrades to actually beat that piece of shit. And because of that, it ruins the whimsy of just having your randomly generated Star Trek adventure. No, that's fair. I think Hades equally has a boss. Hades, yeah. <laughs> Who can't be beaten, but like, you could be if you're amazing, right? Maybe. But you get the roguelite stuff along the way, which... Eh, faster than light doesn't really have you unlock additional ships, but you really don't hit the ground running any harder each time. I've probably no. beaten it what three times, gotten to that final ship and actually completed it. It, it. it is a hard game. I think two for me. Sometimes I still fire it up, and at this point, I don't care about beating it because I don't really find that final boss a joyous experience. It's everything else, and in that way, yeah. I wish it was more like Into the Breach because I would say Into the Breach does technically have a final boss. It has that final stage. And whether you win or you lose, you, you start your time loop over again. And that, I think, is genius, the way that they work 
the roguelike elements into that of like carrying something forward. And it's this person going back in time because it's this time loop and you're trying to do either better each time or do it correctly on your next attempt because you failed. I just into the breach is such a brilliant tactics game. There's really not another game that scratches that itch of divert power to the engines like fast and light either. I haven't. Nope. I've tried some. I've tried Star Drive was a abandoned game by its own developer, but there's a lot of these like Solaris's and 4X games where they try to capture space empires and stuff. Just does not scratch that, as you said, Star Trek itch that I had there. I love Factorio. I called it Factorio for years. I still accidentally call it that. I believe that you say it Factorio. I just think the the flow management mixed with defend your Starcraft base is absolutely insane. That does have a co-op and someday we'll need spreadsheets to manage it, but I would love to force you in there. I've always been uh, very interested in it and just haven't had the time to dip my toe. I haven't played Factorio. I also say Factorio because I'm friends with you (laughs) Uh, and you're really the only person I know that plays it. Um, But it looks like a game I would love. But it also looks like a game that could uh, steal away an entire weekend from me with without much warning. It's so. a time warp. Absolutely. It is absurd. Like Minecraft has nothing on this for me. It looks like a flow state game, man. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just going to look up and be like, well, what do you mean? It's 3 a.m. Why yeah. am I hungry? <laughs> uh, yeah. And the other indie games I love uh, Fez Stardew Valley. Uh, I, I, I love retro. I love sprites, man. Oh, love retro graphics. And I put Valheim here, which also goes up in multiplayer territory. But the fact that Valheim was made by five people is just as impressive as Sturdy Valley being made by one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm saying with undertale and those sort of things, but I've never really, I didn't live and breathe undertale. So it didn't make my list. They are billions. I really enjoyed their co-op was awful though. Like that story did not exist. The situations they presented were just horrible. It gets a little too unit managing for what was a tower defense game, which is always a weird switch up in the late game. And then, of course, I've said it everywhere I possibly can, but Darkest Dungeon. I just thought theming wise, uh, atmosphere, voiceover, Darkest Dungeon, one of the greatest games ever made. Well, next up, we have Deck Builders, which, uh, hi, I do a Hearthstone podcast, and I am here to say I fucking hate Deck Builders. <laughs> <laughs> this is you a don't genre want to adventure I and cannot... get a card and put in your deck. And No, I, I think Deck Builders are uh, games with lofty goals that don't have the money, talent, or desire to actually make it look good. Wow. Assets that aren't cards. I don't like deck builders. I really don't. Okay. I like auto battlers, which I think would, you know, kind of follow adjacent to this genre. But uh, I think the worst thing Hearthstone ever did was make a diet slay the spire. <laughs> it is a, it is a lesser slay the spire in some regards. Uh, you know, they, they don't even w- do them anymore, but they're old dungeon running things. I, at some point I did kind of have a fun time with it, but it was mostly because, I hated this current standard meta and, but I still wanted to play Hearthstone. So I just kind of went in there and interfaced with their dungeon run stuff. A lot of these games, particularly when it comes to the indie deck builders are games that could have been anything. It could have been a puzzle game. It could have been a venture click game, 
but they made it a deck builder and their deck building isn't interesting enough or it's too randomized. I love the Slay the Spires. I love the Monster Trains. But Monster Train in particular is very binary. Like you, I enjoyed it for the challenge it presented and getting to that hardest difficulty, but I have very little reason to replay it. There is one on my radar right now that I haven't checked out. It's called, it's got an awful name, like Gordian Quest. But the animation on it is actually kind of like Avatar Last Airbender for being kind, maybe like Invincible if we're being a little more critical. It's, it could be something the bosses look kind of cool. It's the next one I'm going to check out. Hmm. Yeah, I've just never gotten into it. The whole, uh, I don't like the trial and error of building a deck. I, I, it feels like a barrier to the game. How do you feel about tower defenses? Mm, boring. Okay, okay, cool. Bore me. Yeah. I can see that through line with the AAA feel. You want to you wanna experience things, but you want progression. You want to keep moving. Yeah, I, which is weird because I, I like grindy games, and I would call the trial and error of deck building grindy, but it's, it, it, is, it feels like work that I have to engage in because it, you have to build a deck to play a deck builder rather than work I can engage in if there's a carrot at the end of the stick that I want like there is with, say, crafting in an MMO. No, something very different where you're grinding and let's say, you know, maybe it's Dragon Quest or Diablo. You get yourself all powered up, you head into the boss and you lose and you go, well, well, darn. Okay, let me go grind some more and I'll get a little better. It's a whole different thing when the game goes, nope, you suck. And they're like, but you gave me random cards. What did you want me to do? It's like, nope, go back to the beginning. Try again. <laughs> yeah, all of that just sounds miserable to me. Just sounds like a whole lot of waiting to play the game. And then getting it wrong and having to start over. All right, so deck building's my genre. We can we can pass that on me for for cool. future, and then we pass it back to you for racing because <laughs> I, I do not play racing. My one here listed is Star Wars Pod Racer. Oh shit! It's, I didn't even think about that. That's a great answer, dude. That's I the love... only one I played through and through. Oh, episode one racer is one of the greatest racing games ever made, and I think still holds up. By the way. You literally couldn't make certain turns on that sky level unless you had upgraded enough. I'm not sure it was great, but it had a lot of replay value for the cartridge. I, I argue. I think it was a truly great racing game, and there hasn't been anything like it since. I would immediately shell out new game dollars for a new pod racing game. You work all that time to get Sebulba, and there's just the tiniest little flare out the side, but... <laughs> It was fun. I played mostly as that like weird T-Rex creature with the fin on its head that dies in the first couple seconds. Oh, goes, that, uh, and then explodes. That uh, I know exactly what that is because my wife role played that race in our ongoing Star Wars pen and paper campaign. They're called Alenans. Alenan. Yes, she was actually playing a hope. Her character was a hopeful pod racer. It's like this mechanic from a backwater. Pl I loved her character. Her name was Squint. And we still reference Squint from time to time. But I digress. I love racing. I am a big car nerd. Uh, my, my wife and I both have enthusiast cars in real life. We both drive stick shifts. We have done track day. We've done a track day. I'm trying to schedule my next one. So soon I'll be able to make that plural. And I love racing games. I love real cars. Uh, and as a result, I mostly prefer games that have real licensed cars. 
But there are some exceptions because one of my favorite racing games of all time is the Burnout series. What makes Burnout unique from another game? Uh, it's all about crashing and it had at the time amazing crash physics. Okay. And it was a big arcade racer. It was ridiculous. Have you ever played a Burnout game? What's the one with the with Snoop Dogg and the um and the need, cops chased you? Need for Speed Underground. Need for Speed. Okay, that's You're the only one I played. Actually, that one didn't have cops that chased you. You're thinking of Need for Speed Underground too, because that had Snoop Dogg had it was a song done for Need for Speed, which sampled also a Doors song, and it is so hard to find this track. I cannot find this track anywhere except on YouTube. And yeah, Riders on the Storm, like yeah. that was just a. That was just a classy game. Oh yeah, Underground Two is one of, is my all time favorite Need for Speed game, which is one of my all time favorite arcade genres or arcade uh, series for racing. But I'm a big Forza fan. Um, I prefer Horizon when it comes to Forza. And if I like, if I'm going to do online racing, I like Gran Turismo. And you have a wheel, like you have the I do whole have a wheel. setup. That was my lockdown project. I built. Uh, I bought a actual car seat off of Facebook marketplace. And then I made a frame out of some two by fours, screwed the seat into it and made a little platform to p- hold my wheel. And that's how I play Gran Turismo. I haven't actually used it in a very long time. Uh, it's collecting dust at the moment, but for online racing, I love Gran Turismo. It's real life tracks. And I know there are more realistic sim racers out there, but the way Gran Turismo does its matchmaking lobbies and it's just quick fire. They have the best online interface for just getting into a game with similarly skilled drivers. The, that matters a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When you get past that, you get into iRacing or a set of Corsa. They have very bad matchmaking. It's, it's Seto a lot Corsa? a set of Corsa. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, it's a more serious PC. I think it's a PC only. There might be a console version, but it's a lot. You have to jump through a lot more hoops to get into a lobby, get matched with people, do a race. Gran Turismo, I can just get on, play. I have my rating. I've never been prouder of having a C rating in a video game. People are hardcore on Gran Turismo, man. There's some good freaking drivers on that game. So anyway, I digress. I love racing. It's a, something I, I, I like to talk about whenever I have the excuse because in our circle... I don't know anyone else in our podcasting circle that gives a flying shit about racing games. We'll have to do an old, old section from Week Sauce. Kyle describes cars. Kyle calls cars. What would we call Kyle describes cars. Yeah, I would. Yeah. We had an old podcast called Week Sauce where we just had a general, general discussion podcast between Kyle and I. And we had a recurring segment where I would pull up a car and Kyle had to describe it. Because if you are unaware, folks, Kyle don't know shit about cars. Nope. So he would describe like a hood scoop as like a porpoise hole. <laughs> and it was adorable and very funny. <laughs> and uh, it was a, it was a crowd favorite on that show. We, we may resurrect that for, for our new show. Cause we're definitely going to take a little DNA from week sauce and carry it forward. But let's get into RPGs, which also we probably should have done alongside action adventure and single player games. Not uh, yeah. I think we, we would find this a little more and I think you led great with Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I, I love the original Pokemon. I haven't beaten a single other Pokemon game. Uh, I did play quite a bit of X and Y. I liked it, but I didn't beat it. Uh, that that new one that looks ugly as shit, but apparently is quite fun, looks like a good time. 
even though it's oh, the open world I've guy. Seen. Yeah, no, those trees have no right to be that bad in 2022. The Switch feels like a piece of hardware that were the hardware itself not really satisfying to hold and smaller than it should be. Feels like it's from 2008 in terms of performance. It's getting weird as it competes with phones. It yes, yes. I think it's a phenomenal piece of hardware from a packaging purpose. I love the the size. I just love holding my switch. I love interfacing with it, but goddamn, is it showing its age? Like, let's, let's come on. Come on, Nintendo switch Two. let's go. Super switch. So don't give it a new name. Don't do the Wii U. Don't, don't make that mistake again. Just, I just want the same thing, <laughs> but more powerful. Just do that. And you will have my money, please. And thank you. I digress. They make some stylish games, man. That, like that new Mario is so satisfying. They have the special sauce. They just need to enter the century. Mm. But what are you saying? My favorite RPGs. I, I got to put Elder Scrolls Oblivion on here. I think Skyrim gets way too much credit. I, I think it's maybe the Elden Ring of the time. Skyrim is bland. Skyrim is great. That's how I feel about Oblivion. Yeah, oh, Oblivion goes places. Oblivion, you can get bit by a vampire, and before you know it, you're having bad dreams, and you walk outside, and it starts to burn, so you only do adventures at night. Uh, like, there is just so much organic nonsense that can happen in Oblivion. Whereas opposed to Skyrim, it's just a little more stilted. It's it's a little more, will you join our guild? A little less happenstance. And I just thought Oblivion was something really, really special. I've, uh, the I've never truly loved a Bethesda game. I like them. I've had fun with them. I've never loved a Bethesda game. They are hideous, uh, which is, I think, yeah, a barrier I, to entry. I do. I, I have to turn on my imagination because I don't think there's ever been a good-looking Bethesda game. It's they they're, did they're so literal. Like it, 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 Their games look like D&D covers from the 80s. Like a human look, everything looks like a huge, it's like the, the Star Trek approach to aliens. Everything is a humanoid with some shit on their face. Yeah. Yeah. They, they in general have very low monster variety, particularly Skyrim. Um, uh, I would, yeah, very homogenized art direction, I guess is the way I would call it. Yeah. Everything's very, you never see anything surprising. The, The way something looks doesn't take me aback. And I think dragons allowed them to have that greater influence and reach very much like Heaven's Ward did for Final Fantasy XIV. Like it, it captures people who would otherwise not give the fantasy genre a go. But I really think that Oblivion being fully voice acted as well, like really is a phenomenal game in my book. Uh, Dragon Age Origins is one I talk about a lot, though. So I will I will quickly move along that. And then you've listed one of our favorite games of all time. I think Mass Effect 2 is one of the greatest RPGs ever made. Absolutely. Just barn. I honestly I don't think there's a better RPG. I think Mass Effect 2 might take the RPG cake for me. This might be the greatest RPG I've ever played. There are games I'm sad when they're over. Like Last of Us, I was sad just because it was a sad game and it ended so suddenly, which was a wonderful ending for oh, that Oh, I game. love the ending. That's part of the reason, last, the, particularly the first one, I hold in such high regard because I think it's a perfect ending. But Mass Effect 2 is one of those games that I beat and I just logged in to just like sit in my ship and be sad that it was over. 
it's a beautiful game. Still holds up. I'm, you know, I'm still plinking away at the re-release. I might actually romance someone different this time. (laughs) (laughs) Don't kid yourself. It's okay. Ah, okay. I'm I'm looking at you, Jack. I'm looking. We're gonna we're we're gonna make it happen this time, Jack. I promise. I promise. Uh, You, for some reason, I think, because you were just pulling genres off Steam, put sports in here, even though I know damn well you and I don't play sports games. I played the heck out of, I think it was a FIFA on N64, where I played as Brazil all the time. At the time, I was just wowed that the announcer was slightly organic in any way, had any general <laughs> idea of what I was doing on the field. And I, I thought that a, was. I played baseball on the N64. Yeah? You like yeah. a baseball? I used to really like baseball on the N64. I, I, I don't go out of my way to watch baseball, but if you ask me, if I like baseball, I would say, yes, I do like baseball. I don't follow it very closely, but I used to go when I, I was, I was, uh, I am old enough to have been a child when Tropicana field opened in Tampa growing up in Florida. Like we went to inaugural games for, Oh, it's a, it's a stadium. Tropicana yeah, the field. actual okay. stadium. Tropicana field is the stadium for now the Tampa Bay rays. When they debuted, they were the Tampa Bay devil rays. Uh, I've got a ball sitting right up there on a on a bookshelf that was from the very first game because my dad did my dad who does pest control did pest control for one of the umpires and he would just send dad home with field used balls all the time. It still got some of the clay on it. Um, so yeah, I've got I've got a little soft spot in my heart for for baseball uh, and I I would play baseball back in the day. I, if you ask me, I have no idea what game it was. I have no idea which baseball game particularly specifically on the N64 it was, but I don't really, I don't like sports games. Um, my, my cheat here is my favorite sports game of all time is Tony Hawk one, two, three and underground. That's a good cheat. Yeah. That that was a big, big game on the N64 for me. I'd never played the remake. Uh, my cheat would be that, uh, you know, the basketball games are so exploitive, you know, and the, and the, uh, the whole scene around it is always mixed reviews and they're selling booster packs of, soccer players and I can't get behind that sort of thing but really I just outside of like watching people catch on fire in some weird Madden game I just haven't had an interest in a sports game in a long time mm, yeah yeah my other cheat here would be 1080 snowboarding on the N64. oh I guess that it's sports yeah I really like snowboard kids extreme sports kinda... extreme sports games I played uh what, what was the surfer one Kelly Slater surfing was uh like a Tony Hawk spinoff that I enjoyed and 1080 snowboarding and played the shit out of on the S64. There was that brief time where like motocross games were the most beautiful games in existence. Yeah. Yeah. I might throw, I mean, you could honestly throw driving games in here as well, but that's its own. That's its yeah, own. Racing is really taken on its own. It's on style. Yeah. Uh, strategy games. This is going to be a loaded one for us. So I'm going to uh, just list mine here. Here's my list for favorite strategy games ever. Kyle, you ready? Okay. Starcraft yeah. two, the Civ series. I don't, I would say maybe five. I've played the most four. I don't know. I played a lot of four and five XCOM total war. Don't play it anymore. Used to be really into it in college. I played a shit ton of total war. Uh, the Sims, Sim city, city skylines, because that Sim city re-release or that new Sim city was terrible. Sim city skylines was way better. And recently, man, one of my favorite, I want to be alone, but I want, 
to get, I just want the hours to melt away. Jurassic world evolution. I have beaten the first one twice. <laughs> I love Jurassic world evolution. I couldn't get it through Ian Malcolm, just not shutting up. Like no. he had nothing of value to say, dude. I, I, that, that is a game I play on very low volume uh, with a podcast going. Okay. I, I listened to probably I God, 20 episodes of dark Knight diaries while playing through the original evolution. I'm basically adding what you didn't put on this list, though. I, I was never into the Sims uh, outside of, I think, Sims busting out where in order to become an actor, I had to become a nail technician, like doing people's <laughs> nails and hair. It was a really weird career path, but you know, I had some fun with it. Uh, I, Planet I, Coaster. I played, I played a lot of the Sims. I liked the Sims a lot. Planet Coaster, I was straight up emotional about. I, I going to full reveal here, I wept. I straight up wept when I found planet coaster because re- uh roller coaster tycoon has such a meaningful place in my heart as an escape as a place i would listen to books on audio which gets into you know dyslexia when i was younger man like roller coaster tycoon means a lot to me and planet coaster captured that i cannot um, believe three- i forgot about roller coaster tycoon because i'm the same way that was that and pokemon were probably the first games in my life where I logged over 30 hours on a game. It was something special. I do think Planet Coaster, the camera spins a little aggressively and I got motion sick, so that sucks. But uh, I think Two Point Hospital has a pretty good gimmick to it, though maybe not the best game in the world. And XCOM 2, the fact that they finally kind of nailed the story. I'm talking about War of the Chosen. You got to have the expansion pack because it makes that game worth playing. But XCOM 2 agreed was really really worth the hours and hours and project that that game required but i'll absolutely back you up where uh with the war the crafts the warcraft 3 like i wouldn't be here doing what i'm doing without warcraft 3 i didn't like the hero system even though warcraft 3 was my was my proper intro to blizzard fandom i uh, dabbled with starcraft beforehand but didn't it didn't really bite, and I dabbled with Diablo 2 beforehand, but I didn't have my own copy. I just played it at a friend's. Warcraft 3 was my first Blizzard game I owned and had my own computer to play. But I don't love the hero mechanics of it, and it, it makes it a lesser RTS, in my opinion. No, and we all agreed that, like, wow, these heroes are kind of fun. I just don't want to manage an army with them, and here comes the Defense of the Ancients sort of gameplay mode, right? And then Dota and League of Legends and all those sort of took off. And my big one was Dota, so... The Warcraft 3 Arcade, Starcraft Brood War Arcade, all those are huge, huge in my mind. You got, you got all sorts of tower defense, mineral. I, I can't even remember half the names anymore. There's X defenses and strikes and bunker wars and all those just played at nauseam. What a great, what a great price as a kid. Like that's why kids do Roblox. I see Roblox and I'm like, what the hell is this? No, it's just they're all making their own little mini games and same thing, different time. Yep. So what games are you looking forward to, man, before we get to Q&A? Well, after this, I'm looking forward to playing anything you're playing because I just want to talk to you about it. But <laughs> that's my plug for patreon.com slash ITN. Uh, no, no, really no, no, no. F- you got to say the new URL. Oh, that's right. Give me the new URL. Supportourbromance.com. Yeah, support the bromance. Support our bromance. I'm really looking forward to Darktide, the new... Vermintide style game that's coming out in the future Warhammer universe. They recently revealed that you're going to be able to design your own character to an extent, a little more customization, but you can have multiples of the same class 
in the same run. This is very much of that Left for Dead, Deep Rock Galactic kind of feel that I'm just nuts about. Mm. I'm very much looking forward to uh, the follow-up to one of my favorite single-player games, God of War Ragnarok. That, With the same boat. That new God Stand of War, up. man. It's so good. It is so very, very good. It is at the tip-top of my list of non-Final Fantasy fourteen videos I want to do with you. I want you to play through it because yeah. I would love to take our approach to a game story, that breakdown we've been doing with Final Fantasy fourteen. I would love to do that about God of War with you. It's like the very top of my list. Also, all for, it. for all the, you know, smack I talk about, I, I, I guess not smack, but how I said I've never loved a Bethesda game. I just kind of like them. I am really looking forward to Starfield. This looks like the first Bethesda game that might truly hook me. Interesting. Is that kind of the car influence of like being in your ship and pressing the buttons or what? What hooked you there? If they land that if they land this, this, the, the, the customization of your ship is a big part of it for me. That's what put me over the edge in. Okay. Uh, like I was already interested, like, okay, Bethesda doing a space game could be cool. Like I, I like their system is enough that just Bethesda does a sci-fi game. Cool. Sign me up. But when they were like, and you can customize your ship. I was just like, where do I buy this game? So if they, if that lands, if that is like a truly fun experience and feels meaningful, I, this could be one of my favorite games. Man, they got a lot to sell me. I would love to join you in exploring that game, but whew, they they ain't got no monsters. We're exploring space and all the planets are kind of samey. Your combat looks really floaty. I, I watched that trailer through my fingers. I, I'm, I'm not sure about that thing. But I can see how it, I can see yeah, some ship. Com- I wasn't really thinking about the, the ship combinations and building your own. Just just building your own ship is is interesting enough for me. And I do like the direction they're going visually. It's very grounded space travel. It's very NASA space travel. Like it looks extremely practical, which I think works well for the way Bethesda tends to send their art, like the direction they tend to go. So it's on my list. I'm I am curious. I'm more curious because you're curious. Fair. Uh, Dead Space remake. I, I want that thing. I'm. I love Dead Space original. I think that the original game is a lot more gritty and uh, old than you remember it. And I would happily play through that game again. Bring it on. And all adjacent projects of space being terrifying. I'm all for them. I, I want to be scared in space. I like necromorphs. I like people transforming into horrible things. Bring it on. I'm <laughs> um, actually looking forward to the RE4 remake. It's my favorite Resident Evil, and the remakes have been amazing so far. Yeah. They've done a really good job with those. And uh, uh, d- honestly, because of Final Fantasy XIV, and I bet our listeners noted a lack of JRPGs here. That is true. We yeah. both did not grow up playing JRPGs. Um, but because of Final Fantasy fourteen and now the encyclopedia's worth of knowledge on primals that I now possess, the Final Fantasy sixteen trailer hyped the shit out of me. I want to play that game. I feel you there. I mean, the primals have been some of the more thrilling parts of Final Fantasy fourteen. So let's do a whole game about them with all the big graphics. Yeah, let's see it. 
I'm I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, obviously, I like the Spider-Man game, so I'm ready for the follow-up to the new, you know, the modern-day PlayStation Spider-Man games. And then uh, the other one I'm looking forward to is yet another sequel, Jedi Survivor, because Fallen Order was really good. It's a solid-ass game. EA made a good Star Wars game, Kyle. I'm excited to get a eye on the future again for video gaming ever since Anthem. I would say I haven't put a lot of stock in anything coming out without reviews. So I'm very curious to see what's on the future. I'm, I, I just love co-op survival, so Sons of the Forest might be on there. Um, but mostly it's indie games right now. I got to do that God of War. I got to get in on that. I can't wait. I can't. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, cause you still like the originals and it's a hell of a departure. It yeah. Is, it is not the horny case of Mountain Dew from Sam's, uh, that it used to be. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a machismo product of its time. Uh, but he also ran around the loincloth the whole time. So, you know, it was equal opportunity. I'm not. I would. I would not go to bat for the original God of War for being equal opportunity. That is a. That is a. A, a male fantasy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I enjoy male fantasies, but yeah, it is not yeah. equal opportunity. I know. No, you probably see, not. You anymore. are reaching. Probably <laughs> not anymore. Reaching. Um, I, but. I. I. I love when clothes get ripped off in combat. Like uh, that's why we love Sands of Time. It Sands shows the time, progression man. of the yeah. of the the. The journey he's on and the hits he's taken because by the same end thing of in that, Batman, same thing happened. His, his suit all got all messed oh, up over the course it. of one big night. I love that it's shit. That's why I love John Wick. By the end of those John Wick's movies, he just looks like he's been chewed up and spit out. And yeah, uh, that's why I was so sad when Thor got his eye back. It's just like, here you go, here's an eye. I'm like, oh, I get it. Like you know, you want to make more movies, and it's kind of a burden. It's, it's a special effects burden for sure. But hey, Ragnarok is good. I haven't seen the new one. I see some people get mad about it. But uh, the feedback on it is it's too cheesy. And I'm like, this sounds like exactly like what I want. I want what uh, we're here to see. Perhaps I, I want a super cheesy Thor movie. That's what I would like. Please. And thank you. So I don't know. I'll probably, I'll probably like, there were a lot of people mad about uh, Dr. Strange and multiverse of madness, which means I no longer trust what anyone says about a Marvel movie. Cause I've loved no, that movie. It, it's fine. Like that was just fun. Like we got to have some fun sometime. Yeah. Well, Shall we take some Q and A? Yep. Let's get to it. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Harry from our Patreon, which you can look at by going to supportourbromance.com, wrote in and said, "Hey, to go along with favorite games, what are your uh, favorite book series and TV shows?" Ooh. All right, I've got some basic answers and then like less basic answers. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's my here's my basic answers. I love the Hunger Games books. The oh, movies okay. are just so-so. Mm. The first one is pretty bad. The second one's actually pretty good, which is funny because the second book is my favorite. And I think the second movie does a pretty decent job with the book. The third movie's okay. The third book I liked. I like how horrible the ending of The Hunger Games is. It is gut-wrenching, sad. It has not a happy ending at all. I'm weirdly into those books. And those are the books that got me into reading. I didn't read growing up. I hated reading. I was not in the books at all. And I got a hair 
because I heard they were making movies. I'm like, why does anyone give a shit about these things? And like the, the trilogy of books was like $12 on Amazon. So I bought it on a whim and I tore through those books. I loved them. So that's my basic answer. Hmm. My less I basic. Was, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was huge. Uh, Animorphs was one I was just absolutely <laughs> okay, digesting so you, growing up. I did read as a kid because I was into Goosebumps. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you also got like a lot of praise. Parents were really into reading, you know, like you know, they, they enjoyed when you found something that worked for you. Um, and of course, I did all the Harry Potters like that was huge in our youth. It was just an absolute juggernaut of things uh, for like TV shows. I've had a hard time sticking with things after Game of Thrones. I've, mm. I've been very critical of investing my time in things. So what I watch now is a lot of anime. I went from the One Punch Mans into more recently the Spy X Family. I thought was incredible. My Dress Up Darling. I think that a lot there is a anime renaissance going on right now in just some well-written products regardless of genre. I'm having the opposite problem. I can't really get into an anime. I've tried new stuff and they're all too goofy pretty goofy i i like i prefer anime when it's more akin to western television i guess because like my one of my favorites is death note and death note is very serious and there are funny bits but it's never over the top i am enjoying demon slayer but i've kind of hit a point where i'm i'm just kind of putting it on and half paying attention because i've gotten a little bored and i find some of the more outlandish characters a bit cringy (laughs) Absolutely. Demon Slayer is almost one you should leave on in the background until you become interested and then go back and analyze how they pace the powers well. Mm. It is not something that is in that thick of it where you are. I also don't like the way they yell their attacks, even though I'm totally fine with it in Dragon Ball Z, but it annoys the shit out of me in Demon Slayer. Maybe it's the English translation. Maybe they, 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 there's too much to it. They're reading a fucking book every time they yell at what move they're using. It, there's like punctuation and shit. Huh. I haven't heard the English version, so I, I can't speak to it. I mean, it. is there more than two words in the, in the, in the sub? I believe it's pretty short. I mean, yeah, he, he describes it cause he's like water breathing plus lightning. Yeah. Plus, okay. And, so yeah, it's there's, the same. There's a whole yeah, I can't stand up. it. It's, it's driving me, it's driving me crazy, but the show is beautiful and I do like the main characters. I really like the, uh, like the main characters. Uh, and I love how, gory it is i love gore i love horror movies demon slayer is grotesque and i love it so sorry but anyway yeah i'm having the same issue i i have plenty of of television shows i am enjoying at the moment uh but uh yeah so one of my basic television examples would be i'm absolutely one of those dudes who thinks that breaking bad is the greatest television show ever made it's a common opinion it's just really well written. And we, we talk about this on stream sometimes because I, I try and explain to you like why I like those types of shows. I like cat and mouse. It's what I love about death note is L trying to uncover uh, light. And in breaking bad, uh, I love Walter white having to get away from the authorities. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I like, people getting away with shit they're not supposed to be getting away with as the stakes just get higher and higher and higher and people start to catch on to them more and more and more. 
you know, uh, the same reason I loved De- Dexter before that show jumped the shark. I've heard it had a good last season, though. Wasn't that wait, wait, with like John Lithgow? I was told this weekend that, that is not the final season. Oh, it's like a third season, fourth season. I've heard it's amazing. The John Lithgow season is incredible. And after that, stop watching. Okay. Stop. Watch it up to the first season is perfect. First season is S tier, S tier television. Uh, And and the John Lithgow season is, you'll never look at John Lithgow the same way again. He's no, but I'm happy to hear it. A truly evil, moralist, freaking chameleon of a human being he is such a an insane performance yeah yeah that season of dexter is incredible um, I'm, I'm just pleased to hear it because he's he keeps taking roles where like he's really old and i'm like no look Cal, you're great i like you stop taking such roles when you're so old but <laughs> i know he's acting right like you don't i mean other than maybe uh christopher lee he took a bunch of roles like sitting down and lately late life there but yeah i was, I was concerned about jonathan or john Lithgow. i'm happy to hear that he's doing well they still well, that was, I mean, I mean, this was over 10 years ago now that he did that season of Dexter. That was a, that was a while ago, Kyle. You've, you've missed a boat on Dexter. Now, the, the, the time, time is getting away from me. I mean, granted, like my TV watching right now is very uh, toddler focused, but oh man, I'm so happy. He like got super into Digimon this last weekend. So him and I were watching that, having a really good time watching Digimon, watching some Pokemon. We watched some Ben 10. He likes Ben 10. I'm really, in, I never got to watch Ben 10. It was past my time. It was after I was already in college. Yeah, same. Never, never got into it. It was on um, a few times. Didn't care But for it's it. linear. Like, you don't know, like, that's huge. Like, you get to, as a dad, you get to watch linear shows and there's plot. Like, I'm, I'm really digging it. But that's where my time kind of goes. So I don't watch a lot of modern TV. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really into the boys. Like everyone, I know it's kind of a popular show right now, but I, I think it's one of the better written television shows right now. Like every season, every episode moves its characters forward. It challenges and changes the characters as a result of what's actually happening in the show, which is more than I can say for most things on streaming, which feel like they were movies. And then they added like seven episodes of filler to just stretch things out. And as much as I did like the Kenobi show, that should have been a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be my point. Yeah. yeah, man. No, I can see you thinking it. I'm with you, man. It, like my difference is I liked it despite that. I can see the fact that it was stretched out beyond. Yeah. They didn't have enough content to fill that many episodes. Um, and I think to me, the, the, the more egregious example is the most recent season of stranger things, which I'm like, man, there's an amazing three hour movie in here. There, there, there were three good episodes, but there were nine episodes, Kyle. <laughs> And uh, I got, I really liked Stranger Things. The latest season has kind of soured me on it. I liked one. I liked season one. I thought it was a nice little package. I like one. I thought two stumbled a bit, but I had enough fun with it. I liked three and I have open disdain for four while still being able to give it up for the, the few episodes that I thought were rather stellar. TV's weird right now, man. Uh, my deep cut on books, by the way, uh, go, go read Gideon the ninth. Uh, I love that book. Uh, it is rapidly gone from a book that didn't exist to, I have made it a part of my personality. So go read Gideon the ninth, go read Harrow the ninth, please. Tamsin Mir, for the love of God, put out the next book. I need it. I need it. But yeah, 
Uh, Arcady wrote in on the Grinding Gear Discord, wants to know, uh, I got one for both of you. Which video games, video game series were your favorites growing up before college? So, like, what, what was... What was Child Kyle playing? Mm, I mean, I did play Final Fantasy X. I thought that was a phenomenal game with a relationship and a kiss in the water that I thought was well done. I, I liked games that had, you know, relationships and romance in them. So uh, KOTOR and all those sort of things really, really inspired me. And I just loved the stories that those told. But honestly, it was all land parties. Like, that's where that's where my gaming me was formed, was in the fires of dota dota original there on warcraft 3 brood war matches and all the random arcades therein uh my my first console was an nes so i was uh and, and when i say first i was so young that i thought zelda was a bad game because i couldn't read and i hated zelda wow. i never tried zelda again until ocarina of time that is something yeah i couldn't read yet and I'm like, my grandpa had Zelda. And so like I borrowed it and brought it home and I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> I played at a friend's house when I was four. I played that Ninja Turtles game. Which the one, one where like there was the weird overworld and you would move around as a little sprite. And oh, then go into the that was the NES one. That game sucked. Yeah, but I played the heck out of it because, you know, it was Ninja Turtles and that's yeah. like all my personality. I rented it once, never rented it again. And then I, then I swapped, I became a Sega kid. I had a Genesis, not a super Nintendo. And so I didn't get turtles in time. I got hyperstone heist, which is very similar. Same, same graphics, same controls, slightly different story. As much as a brawler can have a story played the shit out of hyperstone heist. Love that game. Some of my fondest memories because it was hyperstone heist. It was the Sega Ninja Turtle game. It was the gen- it was what was on Genesis. It was a brawler, had the same controls as Turtles in Time, but Super Nintendo got Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, and Sega Genesis got Hyperstone Heist. Oh wow! Huh. Yeah, yeah. See, the graphics is like basically the same game. Yeah, it is the same game. Yeah. Weird. No, it plays great. I played the crap out of it. Um, I have I have two cousins that are basically a brother and a sister that that you know I grew up with and they would come over and we would do stints of like they would stay over for like three days and we would just two controllers in the genesis and just play this shit until we fell asleep like that was our jam man i didn't really game much until n64 before that some friends had it like i know i played a lot of um cruising usa oh yeah at a friend's house yeah i'd say and i would consider nes through n64 like those like early early years like um, and so, yeah, cruising us cruising world, the sequel to cruising USA was the one I actually owned. We would rent cruising USA, but I had cruising world. We played a lot of that, a lot of golden eye. Um, but you know, keeping it in the Genesis years, I was a Sonic kid. Uh, loved Sonic played the crap out of two played love Sonic versus knuckles. Cause I like that knuckles could glide and climb up the walls. But then I, uh, you know, I didn't get a dreamcast and it wouldn't have mattered cause I don't think there's been a good 3d Sonic game. That's no, no. Voltron. Voltron. Voltorb. Oh, jeez. Volt? Virtualon. Virtualon was the best game on Dreamcast. It was like a a fighting 3D mech battler. And I've I loved the hell out of it. On? I've never Yeah, it was the whole reason this. I even wanted a Dreamcast. I played it in an arcade in Las Vegas and then it came out for Dreamcast. Oh, look at amazing. this not a Gundam. Yeah, no, totally. Oh, my word. 
It was really fun. Still is to this day. Like I still have my Dreamcast, and I'd say eh, like once every two years, I'll kind of get an additional power <laughs> thing up, and I got to start it twelve times because it doesn't start right. But you that's know, it's, it's, the reason I wanted a PS2 because I was that was when I was getting into anime, and I was a big Gundam nerd, and I wanted the Mobile Suit Gundam game that was on PS2, and that's why I ended. So one Christmas, I got a PS2, I got Mobile Suit Gundam, and I got Final Fantasy X. So I had played a Final Fantasy, but I wow. never beat. I never beat ten. Yeah. Never, I never beat it. I liked it enough, but uh, I never, I never beat it. Well, what's the the ones that also turn into cars and jets? A uh, Robo Transformers, Tech? Robotech, right? Robo, Robotech. If you're thinking about the anime, I never got into Robotech. Uh, the video games were pretty fun. There was there some fun ones, but Power also, Stone. Jeez, now I'm remembering Zone of the Enders, which was a that was a uh, dude. What does Metal Gear? Zone of the Enders. Yeah, look up Zone of the Enders. They made two of them. And it was a Hideo Kojima game. And it was a mech game for the PS2. I played the living shit out of the first one. Oh, wow. This is dashy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, at the time, oh, boy, did it play well. It was very, okay. very tight controls, but super arcadey. But, uh, yeah, that, that would be... That would be Childhood Garrett and Kyle gamings. Uh, Wintermute sent this into the Grinding Gear Discord, said, I know and I always enjoy the friendly disagreements. So uh, maybe discuss <laughs> games or media that each of you <laughs> like that you know the other one doesn't. Maybe adding in a dash of spicy hot takes. Well, uh, I mean, the, the one we always return to is I love all Star Wars. And do you think anything past Return of the Jedi is questionable to terrible? I I've been trying to there's a popular theory with marvel and star wars that a lot of people have where they're just like more i don't care all i want is more like a bad star wars a good star wars i'm just happy it exists and they want more of everything i just want to stop while you're ahead you know so so often i just want the product to be amazing and left to be amazing if you can't come up with something better and that's where I constantly butt heads with Star Wars. Like, I do not like a lot of the jaunts that we go on in exploring just stupid, in my opinion, parts of the canon. That just, I, I don't like that R2-D2's always there. I don't like that the world is so small when it's all galaxy. I loved Mandalorian, and I felt tricked and seduced back into Star Wars by it <laughs> before I was subjected <laughs> to other productions. I mean, I'm not going to agree so, with that. Uh, Mandalorian season one is the best thing to come out of post Disney Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, that's why I struggle with like, what's your favorite movie? Because I'm when I see a half hour of my time or a movie's worth of my time, I see rewatching Aliens 2 or Conan the Barbarian. Like there are these movies that I just love so much and I plan D&D during that I will put on at nauseum because I feel like I always discover something new. They're not like artsy works of class. I mean, you know, I, I find the themes of aliens interesting, like exploring motherhood while fighting an alien queen. Like, sure, you can get a little philosophical about it if you want to sound fancy. Adoptive mother versus monster mother. Yeah, you know. yeah it's, a, it's a really cool theme. Oh, and, dude, you know, you're not gonna, not gonna, dude, why do you think I love Sam Raimi so much? Like, I love Sam Raimi movies because the dude, like, he is not precious. He is, he's, there's, I don't sense, 
smugness mm. from Sam Raimi movies. I don't feel that he's self-conscious about well, what will my fellow filmmaking brethren think of my film? No, he's just having fun. He's having a good time while still deploying notable film techniques. Like uh, Sam Raimi was probably the first, probably the first filmmaker that I understood like, Oh, you have a style and I can suss it out between your work. Sure. Uh, I don't know, maybe Tarantino. I had already, I had, I had already, yeah, I had already seen Raimi movies before I got into Tarantino, but yeah, no, it was probably Tarantino where it like hit me like, Oh, this guy has a style. And then it clicked. I thought about evil dead two. And I thought about Spider-Man. I was like, Holy shit. Well, those are different kinds of movies as opposed to Wes Anderson or like um, Tim Burton, where it's very much like you're making the same product over and over again. Yeah, I would so, say Tim Burton used to make a good product over and over again, and now he just makes schlock. I think he got you know seduced by the sit in your chair computer graphics world. Like those Alice in Wonderland movies are some on. of the worst things I've ever watched. Which ones? The House in Wonderland? Wonderland movies. Those yeah, those are hot garbage. Gar- yeah, I, agree with that. I don't think I've liked a Tim Burton movie since his weird Dark Shadows movie. That was kind of fun. I love that, and I love his Sweeney Todd. But Dark Sweeney Shadows was right. after Sweeney Todd. I like um, Alan Rickman a lot in Sweeney Todd. There's, oh, he's phenomenal. things I like about he's Sweeney Todd. It's a good production. All of it. All, all, honestly, all of it. Uh, it uh, um, he has a short role, but uh, a dude what plays Borat is amazing in that. Yeah, also, he yeah. Can the, sing. the hair tonic salesman. That mofo can sing. No, he can. I've. Really, it's it's just ultimately uh, Bottom Carter, bottom, Helena, Helena, blah, 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 blah. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, she's a little too crazy. Oh, I love her. I love her. I think she's perfectly utilized in Sweetie Todd. Then it's just like I'm just a little, a little too wiry and just. Oh, she's great for those nuts. songs. The songs are from the the show. Like the yeah. songs are written. Oh, well, we did it in college. We did Sweeney Todd in college. Oh, sorry. Right? I didn't. I didn't yeah, mean to. No. I didn't mean to theater explain you. <laughs> uh, so, like, I don't know. I thought her character in the play is an unhinged nut job, and uh, Helena Bonham Carter, I think, is perfect for that. I, I think I've I've had too much of her as I've had too much of zany Johnny Depp. But I think they're both yeah very well deployed in that movie. Right, and that was right on the back of the Harry Potter movies where she played very much the same character. Uh, in almost the same outfit. I, like, it, I would go to bat for her in Harry Potter as being more understated, which is probably a ridiculous thing to say when you think about that character in Harry Potter, but she's a little more serious darkness yeah. in her subtlety of fear as in the later movies. I, and whatnot. I, I, I think, I think Bonham Carter gets a bit of a bum rap. I think she has oh. a little more range than people give her credit for. Well, we know what button is easy to press for me. What, what's the one, what's something I like that drives you nuts? I actually don't, no, nothing immediately comes yeah. to mind other than I think you're afraid of emotion in fiction. <laughs> I mean, I th- I think which, you struggle with drama. Yeah. Like with a capital D and, and it has always driven me nuts that I'm like, ah, oh, but the, 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 I, I love watching actors play tormented characters and i feel like that just is a no-go for you yeah without a fantastical element i often think this is too close to real life why would i bother i like the game with um 
Michael Douglas. What the shit is the <laughs> game? You should watch the game. Uh, it's about Michael Douglas who gets trapped in a... I, I don't even know how you describe it, really. I'm uh, getting the there... rapper by the same name. No. It's 1997 no. film. Oh, d- directed by David Fincher. Say no more. I will watch anything yeah. directed that David Fincher makes. I just didn't know about this one. Yeah, it's a, it's a psychological thriller of sorts. Um, it, it's not as, you know, it doesn't go full-blown fantastical or anything like that. No, it's, it's often just like, Death Note was was painful. Like, I just don't watch, I don't like watching horrible people. I was cheering for the police dad all through Death Note to, like, figure it out and arrest his son. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I think that's it. I think your your aversion to grounded fiction is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, something I cannot I cannot hang with. That's why I like Final Fantasy so much because you get so emotional, you spawn a demon, and we can fight it. Like that's, <laughs> that's a release to me. Oh uh, yeah, I just feel like you're in general. Also, just your your aversion to like watch experiencing new things for fear of feeling like you wasted your time. Whereas I I love just show me i just show me something new i have watched my favorite things into infinity i don't need to see my favorite things again unless i'm horribly sick and need a comfort watch i to me uh sitting down to watch a show or a movie it, it is it means i'm not working uh, because even if i'm playing a game for fun i'm thinking about it through the lens of talking about it on a show or I'm going to show up to a stream and be like, Hey Kyle, this is what I did with my week. I played this and this is how I think it stacks up to the things I know we like. Um, so I, even when I'm relaxing with the game, I still can't quite turn off my work brain. Whereas even if I absolutely hated what I just watched, like the, I, I watched all the stranger things, even though the most recent season pissed me off. But by the end of it, I was like, okay, I still, there was points in there. I enjoyed it. There's character beats. I liked and also, I have a frame of reference for things I can't stand, and I know why I can't stand them. So I'm building up just this, everything to me is just a building block to my tastes, and it's all fuel for the, I'm, I got to go on a podcast and talk fire. I know, I know something I do that you don't like. Okay, hit me. Uh, I, where I watch the final episode of something and skip around it to see if the animation quality holds up. Or You're if fucking I'm gonna insane. In. Yeah, You're no, a I'm, monster. I got to know that 30 episodes is going to pay off. It's something decent. You're an absolute monster. Yeah, I don't know. A lot I, of times the final episodes, everyone talking and just sitting around talking because oh, they're wrapping things up. And I'm like, I'm bored. I can't I think of anything, anything worse. I accidentally started at the final episode of a season of The Wire while it, when I was watching The Wire for the first time. I, I, it, it wasn't as good from there on out, knowing the ending. I love not knowing where things are going. Yeah, someone no spoiled the big death in Death Note for me before I saw it, and I was furious. But that's also to me a uh, a big compliment to Death Note that I still love it as much as I do, even though the best part of that show getting killed off was spoiled for me. Were you actively watching it or was this one of those like, hey, you're never going to watch it? No, I'll tell you. I was in the middle of watching it. I had, oh, I had see, just that's dis- not cool. I had just yeah. discovered it. I think I was maybe 10 episodes deep and I was in a comic book art class in art school and uh, we were, it was like anime day. We actually watched an episode of Fully Cooley to study how the show changed animation styles in an episode um, and talk about it. But um, yeah, and someone brought up Death Note and they were like, oh, I can't believe they killed X. And I was just, and I yelled, you fucking asshole. Like I yelled at this guy. <laughs> and my teacher just kind of looked up like, 
what just happened? <laughs> the te- yeah. teacher was in the anime, but hadn't watched that notes. I didn't even know what the hell the student was talking about. And yeah, I called this kid a fucking asshole in class. <laughs> that was fun. I don't remember that kid. And I definitely was not his friend after that. But yeah, that drives me absolutely insane. I think you are a true unhinged monster. I don't have any frame of reference for what I'm seeing. I'm not going to remember it. I don't know people's names yet. Like, it's easy to eject that from my mind. I'm just looking for pleasing animations. Do you know how many shows uh, I finish and I still don't know most characters' names and I'm totally fine with it? I mean, that's, yeah, I've watched all my anime in Japanese, so I don't know many characters' names. Mm. Watched all of a thing called Shield Hero. I really have no idea what anyone's named. Like, I really like Stranger Things, and I could maybe tell you four characters' names. That's an that's an ensemble cast. Game of Thrones, I could tell you everybody, even though goddamn. Well, there was a lot of conversation in that sphere, right? Like everyone was talking about, it, everyone was theorizing characters. It was a whole, a whole thing. Yeah, God, I will never hate the ending of a show as much as I hate the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah, we just we piled them up, watched them all in like one big binge, just to say we did it. It was. If it wasn't for everything that came before, I would have never finished it. It, uh, it, it's the first time in my life. It was like salty, salted the earth, like where I won't go back and rewatch old good episodes. Cause I just did yeah. the ending so much. Like, uh, and sometimes that happens like mass effect three. Like I've never yeah. played Citadel. I've heard Citadel is the most amazing thing on the planet. Can't touch it. You know, Shepard it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're at two hours. I think I'm going to probably call it there, Kyle, because we do Sounds have good. things we need to go do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we didn't get to your questions. I truly apologize. We uh, The amount of questions that were sent in was truly staggering. I was not expecting this many of you to write in uh, with, uh, hey, we're doing this uh, vaguely <laughs> planned out podcast. Would you like to send in questions? We got so many. So thank you, everybody who wrote in. And uh, thank you, everybody who has been signing up on the Patreon, even though we haven't announced what our new show is. That is truly insane. But if you like Kyle and I making content together and you want to support us making content together, go to supportourbromance.com. Again, that is supportourbromance.com. Spelled exactly how you think it's spelled. And uh, consider chipping in a dollar, two, or more. You can do whatever you want. Works for, if it works for you, it works for us. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it's going to do it for this volume of our podcast vacation we will likely do a little bonus thing announcing our next podcast properly before we actually drop it uh because uh to let you know peek behind the curtain show you how the sausage was made we recorded these before i left for key west so once i'm back we'll probably have a little meeting get our art get our bumpers get our music in order yeah have a little announcement episode bonanza celebration and then uh, get this new show on the road. But thank you so much for the support, everybody. And uh, thank you to all our patrons that are supporting us. But there are a special group of patrons that we will thank each and every episode. And those are our legendary podcast producers. So thank you, Sean B., Mike R., Zero Lambda, Stephen J., Rowan B., and Ross A. And if we have new legendary podcast producers that happened between Volume 1 and Volume 2 and you didn't get thanked, it's because I'm actually out of town. And we pre-recorded this sucker for you. Want to make sure we gave you at least 90 minutes of entertainment this week while I was gone. And it looks like he ended up at two hours instead. So I hope that's okay with you. (laughs) 
You can get our weekly videos and join us for our Final Fantasy 14 live streams over youtube.com slash amutv. I guarantee you I cannot wait to get back to that with you, Kyle. Thank you for holding down the stream while I'm out of town. And follow us on Twitter at GarrettArt and at Kyle Ferguson. You can do it. Yeah. Thanks for hanging, everybody. I'll see. We'll see you again real soon. But until then, GG. Take care. I'm glad it's back. I didn't know yeah, it to go away. Uh, leave people hanging on that first one. You monster. You know, they probably someone probably zoomed to the end and made sure that you said it to make sure it was worth listening to this podcast. That's true. It could have happened.